mind us, y'all. Don't mind us. We just, you know, getting prepared for this wonderful episode that we're about to record. Well, welcome to the Movie Bugle, everyone. My name is Justin, and I am the host of this show. I am so excited that you guys have decided to tune in and listen to us talk about movies and TV shows. I have a very special guest on this episode with me today she is the one who's responsible for making that lovely track in the beginning that you guys always hear and she also appeared in a few episodes in the first season the one and only the mr wonderful miss kiki grace how you hey, doing i'm doing well boo how you doing i'm doing good she happens to be also be my roommate so she has no choice she has to do it whenever i say but anyways i, I guess i guess <laughs> thank you so much for doing this of course so uh, before we get started make sure everyone follow me at the movie bugle on all of the socials i'm on instagram at the movie bugle i'm also on twitter at the movie bugle and then if you go to youtube you can also search the movie bugle and find me on there um i release an episode every tuesday morning at 9 p 9 a.m pacific time i got my my a's and p's so you use specifically i was specifically pacific with that And the movie Bugle, you can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. I'm on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Stitcher. So, the reason why I brought Miss Kiki Grace on this particular episode with me is because we want to talk about Avatar Last Airbender. And that's that's a whole statement within a statement. And uh, there's a lot to go on with that. But before we dive in, basically what prompted me to want to record this particular episode is um paramount plus you know is one of the streaming platforms that we have out there they sort of announced their you know we're coming out with you know streaming platform back in april of this year and one of the things that paramount announced is avatar studios avatar studios is a new studio that's built within the viacom you know network within nickelodeon for them to develop and create brand new tv shows within the avatar universe um, spinoff shows, you know, a feature films and all that jazz and everything like that. So there's been a lot of stuff circling around the Avatar The Last Airbender. So we basically just want to talk to you guys about the show as a whole. I know I recently just saw The Last Airbender on Netflix. And right before that, I watched Legend of Korra. I go back and watch those again. Chris, I mean, Kiki, when is the last time you saw um the last airbender um actually not too long ago i watched both uh, the last airbender and legend of korra okay um i know i've purchased legend of korra on itunes um, yeah, and I purchased I purchased last night Airbender on iTunes. Okay, as well, see, so. okay, well, let's say it's it's fine, it's cool. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. But um, but yes. Yeah, so Avatar Studios. Uh, before I, we get into the Avatar Studios portion of it, we just want to talk about the the awesomeness, the the beauty, the majestic storytelling story universe of the Last Airbender and also Legend of Korra. So. We have this thing going back and forth all the time about whether The Last Airbender or Legend of Korra is better. Now, before before we get into that topic, Kiki, you know there's a lot of people who actually don't realize that Legend of Korra is a thing. What you mean? So I was actually talking to my brother and my sister because I um, my brother used to so my, I have a I have a two siblings they're both younger than me and my brother is the one who was watching the last Airbender before me and got me on it and then as you know we both watch Legend of Korra I mentioned Legend of Korra to him and he was like what is that There's Ooh. a lot of people who don't no. know Legend of Korra is a thing Nah people are underneath rocks and I mean and I know look 
I'm not one of those people who are like it, you know, with the times. I've never been popular, never been all that. But this is one of the most popular like TV shows coming off of, off of like Nickelodeon, Paramount, them them studios. Okay, uh, like so if you don't know about this, like how, how, where have you been? This is like one of the most anticipated cartoons that ever came out, like ever. And it's not even like just a cartoon. Thing. It's it's one of the best storytelling that series. Part ever on television like not just for live action animated just in general you know we can go briefly through both of them but starting with you know the last airbender you know there's three seasons with that you know you have ang you have his gang and this really complex storytelling between you know ang you know him being the last airbender and what that truly means chris if you had to give an overall synopsis of the last airbender what would you say what's the overall story or the overall synopsis of what the last airbender is like if if i had never seen it before and you're like trying to sell me on it like what what would be what would you tell me to sell me on the show okay so it's about a young it's about a young boy who was told that he was gonna be the most powerful person on this earth he decided to run away um and in doing so he got caught up and trapped within a bubble literally um he was later found um and he never aged he was well preserved and um you know during that time you know he he realized what his absence did to the world mind you this is like a hundred year gap from when he was actually told he was the most can be the most powerful person in, in the world um so during that time he realized how much the world actually needed the avatar and how much um devastation and hardship the world became without his presence and so he decided to go on this journey to become his best self um and try to to help balance the world again and he, with the help of his friend so i definitely like that one thing well a few things that you left out obviously is you know the whole bending of elements you have four key elements um that ties into also just well, excuse me it's okay i'm a sucker for superpowers when you know you know when you got when you throwing stuff around and you can bend elements and stuff i'm always gonna pay attention but you know this world of avatar basically is there's four different elements you have earth you have fire you have wind you have water and you have different tribes throughout the entire world and you have people who are born with the gift to, you know, bend certain elements. And you have people who are born who are not. And the avatar, what makes him the avatar is he's able to bend all four. And basically it's a, you know, it's, you, you literally learn that it's a spirit that is, you know, whenever the avatar dies, he is reincarnated into, you know, to his next form, whether it's a you know, male or female. And the legacy continues on. So it's it's really interesting and the one thing I love about you know the the last airbender is I compare it to like the like Harry Potter like when you first start watching a few like first few movies of Harry Potter when you first start reading the first couple of books it's definitely more geared towards children um you have like the more lighter moments but as the story like progresses it's i won't say this gets dark but it gets more serious it still has the lighter tones to it but it definitely you can understand okay there's there's more to the story here and there's complex storytelling like when you meet toph and you know like toph is a character who's blind and she you know she's an earthbender and you, you just hear about her background and like how everything that she went through and how she learned how to like bend earth 
and you know and you also read like you know all these other characters and stuff like that and it, it's it gets more complex and serious and i think that's one reason why i like it so much is i'm a good i'm a person with good story it can be animated it can be live action it can be a book if it's a good story it's gonna captivate me and the one thing that i like is every character has growth every character has major character development from the first season to the third season and there's certain things that you can't really say any one character is the same as they were in the beginning you know and, and that's one thing i like about it what do you think there's so many things i like about that you already know how you already know how, <laughs> how i feel about it um ooh, where do i start no um I mean, just like you said, for me, I'm a huge sucker for a really, really good story, um, especially when, when it comes with character development all the way around. It's not just on the um, the protagonist, it's also the antagonist as well. You know what I mean? It's on both sides. And um, I don't know, just to see that progress throughout every single season, to see the, the, uh, the triumphs and the tribulations and, um, you know, everything that you know goes through it I, and of course you know like i was trying to keep the bending out of it for a little bit because you say it's my interpretation but you know it's okay it's all right we're gonna go we're gonna go forward <laughs> it's okay it's okay <laughs> but no no like, um, um that was that was the one thing that kind of captured me and it's the fact that like you have these people that can control these elements you know what i mean and it, it's it's crazy um we can talk about how it ties into politics later on, but period, period. But you know, overall, just to see that there's a focus of strength and a group of people willing to stick together as a tribe, and like you know, what I'm saying how it splits into the four nations and everything else like that. But like, you have every single person knowing where their strength is at, how to develop their strength, who to turn to to even you know develop that strength even more and then perfect it you know what i mean there's again there's other elements too but that's, oh man i'm just leaving it right there for right now you know, you know. no you know you're definitely right i was actually thinking like there's a hierarchy of strength too like, oh, absolutely you can't you can't achieve like like you learn this with ang so ang is the the avatar and you learn that when the, in the very beginning he's very ambitious because there is an overall threat that's coming that you know he has to protect the world from so he has he's like well i have to learn all elements he's a natural born airbender so here he's already mastered the, the the craft of airbending but he has to master all four elements before he can truly become the avatar and you know what he's supposed to be and there's even like a, a level in the hierarchy of like learning the arts of the you know the different elements i think like you have to master air and then water and then earth and then fire and like earlier on and you know mild spoiler but earlier on in the first season like he tries to jump the gun and he wants to learn fire and you know he learns um it quickly goes out of control and he kind of scares him but he learns throughout his journey the reason why you know fire is a is an element that you know can't be controlled you have to you know like, you have to learn how to bend with it and you have to learn how to do certain things with it and i think that the person that he was in season three when he actually learned the art of like how to bend fire is different from the little boy that he was in season one so i, I definitely like that uh, jumping over a little bit to legend of Korra. so legend of Korra is the second series that came out of the avatars saga or universe or whatever and it's Korra was the next like avatar that came after Aang 
the only reason why I like it so much is because you you see the progression of everything that happened between Aang and his friends. It jumps 70, 70 years later. So when um, the last Airbender pretty much ends, you know, they're still, you know, teenagers and stuff like that. So we don't really get to see him grow up and become an adult and everything. It just jumps to the next Avatar, who's already a teenager at this point. But it was 70 years between that time and then also when Korra is like when she's around and this i would say legend of Korra is very political super political um you know and you see that a lot in comic books as well like you know we know x-men is very political um mm-hmm. so and then one thing that i like about legend of Korra is it sort of just jumps right into the adult themes of it you know it has like the, you know the humor for families and stuff like that but i think that's the reason why like i'm drawn to a little bit more but what's your overall interpretations of legend of Korra? coming out of the last airbender Mm. (laughs) well um they did they came they came out swinging i will say that um because you know you're so used to dealing with ang and how mild-tempered he was and you know he was always trying to keep the peace to somebody who was um you know very confident in knowing that they are the avatar you know very confident in knowing that um i can master all the elements and everything else and only have one more element to go she was very arrogant she was very um what's the word i'm looking for she was uh she was, she was prideful in she sense. was very prideful she was very prideful um she was just she was full of herself and she didn't want to listen to reason she didn't want to listen to um instruction or anything else like that and i think for me for me personally uh coming out from seeing ang with his growth and then jumping straight into her I ain't like her at first. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie about that. I ain't, I ain't like. I'm like, who is this? Right. Like, no. But um, and overall, just seeing her growth, her progression uh, over the you know, the next few seasons was was pretty dope. Um, and I, I, me personally, I just really wish they would explain that gap so much more between Aang and and Korra. Well, well, we'll get into that once we talk about Avatar Studios because I definitely feel that's a possibility with them. Uh, one thing that I... So, I I can see why you didn't like Korra uh, in the beginning. She was very arrogant, and I think we had so much time to learn. Aang, overall, was a... He was a very humble person. You know, I think and he got that because he was an air nomad, and they, you know, they're very humble people. They're servants. You know, they they take care of the community. They try to, you know, bring peace to the world and things like that, and she was a very arrogant person. And I, I kind of like the parallel that Aang was a master at airbending, but had to learn all three other elements. To her defense, she wasn't a master, but she had already sort of perfected the other three elements, but did not know how to do airbending. So it was like the, she was sort of like the opposite of Aang in so many different ways, not just in the arts of like air, well, bending the elements, but also in her attitude and her persona and her arrogance. And she had to learn all the stuff that Aang had already learned at an earlier age. There's four seasons of Legend of Korra, um, and there's three seasons of Last Airbender, and I, like I said, uh, Kiki and I have this debate going back and forth on which one we like more, which one we don't <laughs> like more, but we'll sort of leave that, you know, we'll, I'll ask her the question again a little bit later on, but I just want to talk about a little bit, so um, with Avatar Studios, so one thing that they announced with Avatar Studios is that we're going to be getting you know well let me back up a little bit so avatar studios was formed because the original creators of the last airbender show signed a deal with netflix 
to develop a live action version of the animated series The Last Airbender. Now, we're not talking about the live action version of that movie that I think that came out in theaters like so many years ago. Like, it was, I think, wasn't there a movie that came out like they were saying that they, you know, I heard it was horrible. Like, I heard it was trash. I heard it was garbage. But I think, I don't know. Like, we don't, we don't really acknowledge that. Because it's not a movie. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Anyways, like, I, like, that was, that's in a whole no. other you know, Marvel Universe, but, um, but yeah, (laughs) right, it's in a whole multiverse, that was a multiverse movie, that didn't work, but anyways, um, they were going to develop a live action version series of The Last Airbender with the original creators, and everyone got super excited, because it was the original creators that Hank came back, and they put out this picture of Aang and his sky bison named Appa, um, and it was like, okay, it was super cool, and then it just went sort of silent, and they were silent for about a year and a half, and after that time, you started hearing about creative differences, a little, you know, trouble in paradise, and you're like, okay, what's going on with that? What's going on? We don't know what's happening, and then a few months go by, and then all of a sudden, we get the announcement that the original creators left the project with Netflix, and we're asking, okay, so are they not going to do it no more? What's happening? And they said, oh no, Netflix is still doing it, but the original creators is not a part of it at all. So we're like, okay, so we're about to get this other, that thing we was just talking about this in a multiverse. Like, is that about to happen again? And basically, yeah. So Netflix is still going to do a live action version. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But just to bring it back to the point I was trying to make with, you know, what's happening. And so because of that, they signed a deal with Nickelodeon and Paramount to develop Avatar Studios, where the original creators have full control and full creativity to develop live action TV shows, you know, animated TV shows, new stories, you know, you know, new movies and everything like that. And it excites me because it's the original people involved. And it's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So that's what I want to talk about really quick. Um, just going back to what you was just saying, how you wish you saw the what happened between the the events of The Last Airbender before Korra is born. You know, what would you want to see from that? Because that's a, a lot happened. And I think at the beginning of Legend of Korra, there was a lot of stuff. You know, we have Republic City. Um, you had, you know, all these different things going on, you know, you had the struggle between, you know, Aang and his kids, you know, that, you know, residue from it. So what would you want to see from like, uh, well, first of all, would you want a movie? Would you want a TV show? What would you want from that? Honestly, because there's so much, I would prefer a TV show. Um, just because I think there's, there's a lot to cover within that 60 years, you know, 70, 60, 70 years, however long that, that gap was. Um, you know, cause you're going from, again, uh, Zuko, uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen uh, The Last Airbender, but, um, Zuko jo- was just crowned king of the Fire Nation. Everybody hated the Fire Nation. You can't stop hate that quickly. You feel me? So there was, something had to have been done between that moment and when Republic City was made. You know, for everybody to get along and actually do that type of stuff because, you know, you know, what if we were living back in that day and, you know, there's a country that we hated because they used to terrorize other country countries, you know what I mean? Um, you're not going to be willing to just get along with anybody from that country, 
right off the bat you know i know i know some people are just like well it doesn't matter as long as you're good people and you know, more power to you be good but everybody ain't like that everybody is not like that at all right and so um i just want to see like how that came about how did the the reconstruction and you know uh building that trust between each nation started to go together you know um i also want to see again you just said to yourself like the the struggle between ang and his kids like you know how how was he when he first became a dad you know and you know then having a second child and then the disappointment of knowing that there's no more airbenders you know like is it what was going through his head during that time and then all of a sudden and all of a sudden you know Tenzin is born and then uh you know finally he has his airbender child and he's teaching this airbender airbender things and where did the rift come between his older uh, Tenzin's older siblings and himself because if you have two older siblings you're spending more time with the parents than your younger than your younger sibling is so I'm pretty sure there was a bond there that was kind of broken um during that point I want to see how and why Sokka died that just I just want to just kind of clarify the whole entire story um and even like some of some of like the uh the 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 prisoners, you know, from from Korra, like how was it? Is his name Armand? Armand. Um. So Armand, Armand was from the first. First season, season yeah. So I want to see like how how his rise came to be. Like what was his? I mean, it can it kind of explained it a little bit from his background and everything else like that. But I want to see how he rose. You know, we we understand like it kind of was kind of explained his childhood and everything else like that in in Korra. But I also want to see, you know what I mean, like. You know from from the ranks like who did he talk to in order to build this whole following you know like leading into Korra um I mean that's that's just me personally like the stuff that I, I would like to see like in between there's just there's so much no, there's so much I feel you I so I would say that I wouldn't want a whole series only because they do a good job with explaining. So with Armand, you actually get a lot of Armand's story in season one. So I I would actually would rather see more stuff about the Red Lotus because they don't really explain anything about them. They just sort of, um, so the Red Lotus shows up in season three, which happens to be like my favorite out of all four seasons of the Le Legend of Korra just because there's so much weight to that season. Um, but the Red Lotus is a group of people who they basically feel like, you know, leaderships in the world are the reason why the world is in, is, is in disarray. So their goal is to try to wipe out all leadership. That way people have the ability and the liberty to live how they want to. So, you know, a good villain always has a unique point of view. And even though their methods were very ruthless, you know, it sort of makes you think, well, you know, anytime we have war is always between one leadership, and another leadership, you know, and they they weren't trying to go after people. They were only going after leadership and anyone who got in their way. And their whole reason was we want people to live free. We want people to live how they want to live. The world uh, should be in chaos. You know, there shouldn't be any type of limitations. And, you know, even though I don't personally believe with that 100 percent, I do understand sort of where they're coming from in its sense of like you know a lot of times there's been you know any type of you know evil or slavery and stuff is always you know derived from some type of leadership or government right so they their goal is to take that out so i want to see the, the the beginning of the red lotus um i would want to see it as a like a three or four part miniseries and the reason why i say that is because you do get a lot of stuff um 
from Legend of Korra about what happened, you know, with Aang and everyone else. One thing I would love to see is like, so going back to Toph, Toph has two children. I would want to see like their conflict. They don't really explore that a lot, but they do touch on it. So anything that they really touch on, I would like to see that. And I, the only reason why I say I would want to see it as a limited series is because I don't want it to be drawn out so much where now we're just adding stuff in there. I feel like if you gave me a good four-part miniseries that each one was about an hour and a half long, they can cover a lot in that where you can get that because they do add a lot. You even find out how everyone becomes, um, air, well, not airbenders, but how, you, how everyone becomes vendors in the first first place you find out how the first avatar was actually like created and you know informed so you find out a lot of stuff from the legend of Korra and there's just a few things between you know the last airbender and legend of Korra that I definitely would love to see fleshed out a little bit more yeah I agree I agree but I don't know and the red lotus is definitely a good idea that you yeah definitely um I don't know. I just there's again there's there's so much there's so much things to cover so much things that they touched in um, the Legend of Korra that they really didn't explain a lot of and most most of it for me is the relationships between um, you know the 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 offspring of the previous world you know people in power yeah. and a lot of it has to deal with that a lot of it is is estranged and you know you want to figure out like why that happened like how did it build up to be that way and everything else like that and of course like i think for me mainly because because of the character develop, development and we saw these kids like grow so much within the three seasons of avatar the last airbender um you just don't want it to like let it die like that you know what i mean like you just don't want it to to just end so for me personally that's why i want to see more of their interpersonal like you know goings and their families and everything else like we don't know anything about Sokka's family yeah you know what i mean like we don't know right you don't even know we don't know so like there's there's a lot of like blank blank spots in there that i would just i just need filled so we do see Sokka a little bit um so they have flashbacks in Korra, um especially um was it was it Amon? Yeah, it was. We was is when we learned the backstory of Amon and who was who was Amon's brother? Uh, I forgot his name. You know I'm bad with names. How so he so he yeah. was he was one of the leaders in Republic City that we find out is Amon's brother. Right. And we find out their dad was he was on trial for whatever reason i forgot you know when ang was still alive obviously and we see Sokka on the on the council then so we see glimpses of Sokka here and there but they i yeah i think that's probably one person that i wish that we would get more like information and stuff from because we really don't know anything also Sokka and also um uh um the what's the the fire uh Zuko, or, Zuko, yeah, yeah, because yeah. So in Korra, we, we he's there, he's still the, uh, the Fire Lord, but right. that's it. Like he's he's chilling, and and the only reason why I guess I can see that is because they spent so much. So pretty much the last Avatar: Last Airbender was just as much Aang's story as it was Zuko's story, and I think that's what makes it like really really great is they spent just as much time developing Zugo's story, who was pretty much the antagonist for, I would say, two and a half seasons. 
um, as he was trying to find his own self out. Well, not necessarily like the entire time, but you know, he had a mission. He was trying to reclaim his, you know, his father's honor. So he was, you know, tasked to try to capture the Avatar. And he had a very strong and very, you know, devoted mission in the first season. Right. But in Legend of Korra, he was just chilling. He would show up, you know, with his dragon every now and then. And it's like, all right, I'm going back to the Fire Nation. I'm going to see y'all later. I'm like, all right, I'm going to head out. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so there, there's, a, there's a few things. But I will say that, you know, as, as great as these stories are, there's a few other stories that I would love to see. Um, but I would say before we get another Avatar, I would love to see Avatar Kiyoshi. So Shame. There's, Shame. there's a lot. <laughs> like I found this video on YouTube. I don't know if I sent this to you, but it pretty much so Avatar, because of the the, the the TV show, there's also comics that came out. There's other like, you know, stories that have come out to sort of help them fill in the gaps and stuff. So this guy pretty much puts this video together of Avatar Kiyoshi. And between, you know, the stuff that we learned from both Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra, all the different comic lines that came out regarding Avatar and all the information that we know. And Kiyoshi's story is very heavy. Like, it's very, it's a lot. And I would love to see that in an animated three to four seasons because there's a lot between her being homeless as a child between her being a servant and you know them thinking that someone else is the avatar her having these big ass hands her being super tall you know what i mean like i would love to see that her parents were thieves like there's a lot with avatar kiyoshi her forming kiyoshi island so what, would you want to see an avatar oh, kiyoshi? absolutely absolutely because um, even with like the, some of the drama that, that was that was um, you know portrayed in in the Avatar: The Last Bender, Airbender, sorry, like that there was a lot, especially you know when um, you know she created she created Kiyoshi Island and how you know some group of people was mad at at her for doing whatever she you know all I'm not gonna give too much away but you know like that that type of conflict there was a lot of backstory within that that I wish that I wish it would explain more. And it also explains why she always chose violence anytime she gave <laughs> Aang some, some advice. She's like, so, she like, kill him. Right, right, kill him. Yeah, they need to die. Him. Yeah, that's, that's what you have to do, just kill him. Right, they need to die. Oh, you don't want my advice? Okay, well, that's it. <laughs> so pretty much what we mean by that is, so, so whenever an avatar needs guidance, um, he or she can look within their self and get um, advice from his their previous lives so you would see like the the previous avatar spirit like appear in front of them and speak to them like in person and say this is you know that so because ang was you know you know against violence and even in like the more tougher situations he would ask for advice for certain things and kiyoshi would show up and be like uh, my advice is you you kill them, chop their head off. Like there's the only way. Like they're about to destroy the whole world, sis. So just go ahead and just just kill them. Period. <laughs> okay. So, Choose violence. Drink the drink the violence juice on today. Okay. Right. But yeah, I would love to see Kiyoshi. Um, I actually would love to see because uh, they, they said they're gonna do like different stories. They're gonna do spinoffs. They're gonna do films. I would love to see a live action version movie or I mean I was I say I think you can get season one into a movie if it's about two and a half hours long I feel like you can get it because I want to see 
I want to see the pro fighting. Like, I would love to see that live action. Like, you know, when they're in the arena and stuff like that from Legend of Korra, I would love to see, like, season one of Legend of Korra live action. If you had to choose, like, if they had to develop another movie or anything like that between, like, Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, which season or show would you want to see as a live action movie? Ooh, that's, that's a very good question. Um, I, I can see where you're talking about, about the pro, the pro bending. That's, that's pretty dope. Um, ooh. And it could just be one season. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I, that's what I'm saying is it's a hard, that's hard to pick. It's, it's hard. That's hard to pick. Cause even, I mean, even though, you know, me and Cora have, we have our little spouts here and there. That's fine. Um, and you know, you know, I like, I like Aang story. Okay. I'll just settle on this for now. Um, but maybe season three of Legend of Korra. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> so basically, the, the first, okay, so first season I think was called Air. The second season was called Spirits. Uh, where you pretty much, you dove more into the actual spirit world. They touched on the spirit world um, in Avatar Last Airbender, but it was, a lot of it was a surrounding Aang because he's, you know, the bridge between the spirit world and the, the real world. Um, but they dive more into actual spirits, you know, being able to communicate with people, you know, good spirits, bad spirits and stuff, which, you know, goes into like, you know, it can go into like a whole spirituality thing and go to like religion and stuff like that. The third, I forgot what the third season was called, but the third season is, it's not, it's dark, but it's not like dark in a sense where it's like evil, but it's such a like, I feel like the story is so serious and it's my favorite out of all four because like you're really watching like i just go back and watch some of the fight scenes and just watch the dialogue between it because it's really great so i would love to see like i said the red lotus um you know fight uh cora and you know I, w I would love to see that and you know even, but even like so i didn't know until the last time i went and watched legend of Korra that uh kovira from the fourth season shows up in the third season i never really realized that really yeah what yeah so she's fighting alongside of them yeah this and like she's their she's their uh, ally in season three yeah. and then becomes their enemy in season four because there was there was years in between right. what happened in the end of season three versus season four but yeah she was i didn't realize that she yeah. was there and they said covira so i was like wait that's covira yep, oh, okay. yep yep that that'll be it that'll but, be it but even like covira like even like her methods were kind of like ruthless but her goal was we're trying to we're trying to empower the the earth nation because the earth nation fell you know in the first season a little bit you know and then they fell again after the red lotus came and pretty much took out the earth king or the earth queen at that point so you know their her mission was we're trying to empower and strengthen the earth nation again by any means necessary so i think that's also what makes her a complex you know yeah definitely like the goal was definitely set the method however could have been developed and that's 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 a problem with again if you haven't seen legend of korra it is super political Super. So I'm not gonna go. Go, go for I mean. it. That's what you're for. Go for it. <laughs> so um, just with her taking over power and um, in the in the fourth season, she literally gained a whole lot of power, and she did it um, without caring who was stepping on, her, like who who whoever she's stepping on, or she didn't care if it was a loved one. She didn't care if it was family. She didn't care if you were interrupting with her goal, you were gone, and then that was the end of it. And, um, 
you know, that was, I mean, <laughs> oh, just, I don't want to say, I don't want to say too much, but either way, like that's, that's pretty much like how like things are changing now. If you ever, ever actually focus on politics, I am not a big politics person, but I do pay attention to certain things. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of the changes within the world, not, I mean, it's, it's easy to say just the United States cause we live here. Uh, shout out to those who are listening across the seas anyway. But anyways, um, <laughs> uh, like it's, it's, you look at the, the rest of the world and how they're operating and how they're functioning. And it's just like, wow, like a lot, a lot of the stuff is based off of, you know, by any means necessary as well. And it just shows the destruction of those countries too. Those countries, you see people from those countries leaving, you know, to try to gain refuge in different countries just so they don't have to feel oppressed by their own government. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I get what she was trying to do. She's trying to empower them, make them stronger, go back to its former glory, you know, because like, I mean, Ba Sing Se was huge. You know what I mean? Like, that was, that was, that was it. Yeah. And it was also impenetrable for the longest time. Right. Until... Was it? Yeah. Did they take boxing? Say yeah, in, they did. In, uh, in Korra. I, yeah. No, no, Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. The first yeah, one. the first yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Yeah. That's uh, cause uh, what's her face? Azuko's sister. What's her name again? Azula. Azula. Oh, yeah. That one right there. The child. Yeah. You talk about mental instability. Right. Okay. That's the that's a different topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, like ever since you know with with all like when it was penetrated, that really started the decline of the Earth Kingdom. Right. You know, because the Earth Kingdom was the only kingdom that can actually stand up to the Fire Nation. Right. So, I know we're switching back and forth between Korra and the Avatar, but, no, like, you no, know. <laughs> it's, but it, it makes sense, though. Like, I was even thinking, like, you know, with with Amon, you know, his, his agenda was, you know, there are people who have, you know, these abilities who abuse people who don't have the abilities. And he formed, you know, the Equalist. And he had the power to take people's abending away. You don't really find out until the end of the season why, and I'm not going to spoil that for anyone, but his goal and his mission was to equalize and make everyone a non, a non-bender because all the fights and all the, the, the wars that has, that's been going on in the world has been because people with bending. So it's kind of like, you know, you can understand where, like, like why, and you can understand like why someone who's like a common person in the, the Republic city to be like, I side with him because I get bullied by these thugs who are earthbenders every single day who take my money. So I don't think that's fair. So it was like, you can understand that, but also on the opposite side, you have Cora uh, who's like, no, like everyone should be able to live within harmony, no matter if you're a bender or not. And why do you get to decide who is not a bender because you're taking people's bending away by force. So I definitely feel like this, uh, you know, the complex. I think the main villain overall in the Last Airbender was, you know, it was one overall story. And I think the, the difference between like Last Airbender and Legend of Korra is every season of Legend of Korra had a different major villain with a good, you know, I would say with the exception of maybe season two, but I think season two was mainly there just to establish the spirit world. And also the biggest thing was, you know, you know, I don't want to give away the ending. No, it's fine. I hated season two, but that's a different story. But but, but I think there was, there was a, season two is, is it, was it was necessary. It was necessary. It's necessary, but it's not my favorite. I hated it, but it was necessary. It was, yeah, it's definitely necessary because of the, the effects that happens after going into season three and four. But the difference between Legend of Korra and Last Airbender is Last Airbender, 
in all three seasons, the overall arc is one major story. There's one major villain, there's one major common threat that Aang is working towards, where in Legend of Korra, each season, there's a new major threat that is, you know, that she has to, that she has to face. And I think that's what, to my opinion, that's what it, it keeps me on my toes a little bit more because like, okay, what do they have to deal with now? And I think with each villain, she learns something more about herself and she learns more like, you know, how to like tame herself or, you know, depend on other people. So, I don't know. Let's let's have the debate a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, hold on. Before we do that, though, it's a little sidebar. A okay. little sidebar. Okay, okay. All right. If you, so I'm gonna ask you two different questions. Okay. Okay. If you had to choose which nation you were a part of, like as a, as a bender, which one would you choose? You know, I was gonna ask that later on, but um, I mean, we can wait. We can use no, it for no, later no, on. Fine. Okay, no, okay, 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 okay. Um, is the second question a part um, uh, tie into that, or is it completely different? Yes, one? yeah, it's tie- it ties into that. Okay, um, I would be a waterbender, and I would be a part of the Water Nation. The only thing is, I don't want to live in the snow. So, um, and I know there's like the swamp people. I was gonna say you want to do the swamp people. Um, but I definitely like I I've always loved water. Um, I like the the I think water is energy. Like water, water is energy, or fire is energy. I mean, they're both energy in their own right. But I mean, like in the show, like they 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 save one of them as energy. I think it's fire. Yeah, I think fire. Yeah. yeah, fire. Yeah, fire is energy. So water, but water is like water is life. That's what it is. So water like brings forth life, and I like you know, and we can have this conversation as well. But I like the the other things that come with being a water better than you can learn too. Oh, I know, I know this. So you'll be dangerous. I can't stand you. <laughs> what's what's question number two? So question number two, based on your sign. What type of what? What type of bender would you be? My sign? Oh, I don't know. If anyone knows, y'all can tell me. But I'm an Aries. I don't. I don't know what the. the... I think that's. Oh. Okay. All right. Continue with the discussion. I'll find that out. So basically, so one thing, so sort of tying into this, um, so you have, like I mentioned before, you have the four elements. You have earth. You have fire. You have water. And you have wind from these elements some people are able some of these elements are able to develop other did you find the answer i did what is it maybe fire would i yeah so here's the thing um i i like fire um fire is very like it's destruction and but it is also energy i would so if i had to be fire i would want to be where the original firebenders were you know where they they learned that it's energy but i think just me as a person i would be a waterbender um but like i said there's the four elements and each element will almost i don't know if earth no 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 earth does air i don't know if air has anything they do i think you could just use your power a little bit different but anyways each element and bending also develops and creates other aspects of bending of it as well which is the reason why that i chose water so from fire bending you can also be a lightning bender um because you can bend the you know the protons and neutrons and stuff like that Not and stuff protons like that. And <laughs> listen you can bend the elements in the air um if you are an earth bender you can also be a metal, lava bender and metal bender and metal bender and you know it's sidebar this going back to the i would say the one thing i would say with last airbender is 
each person became a master around Aang. Let's so you have Aang, you have Katara, you have Toph, and you have, you know, Sokka. Each person became a master in their own craft. Even Sokka as being a non-bender, he still became a master of, you know, using a sword and everything like that. But Toph developed metal bending. You know, Katara became the best waterbender out of everyone. You know what I mean? And then obviously Aang is, you know, the avatar. So with, you know, with uh, earth bending, you can develop the ability to lava bend and also uh, metal bend. But honestly, lava bending is kind of iffy for me. I don't really get because you don't because you because isn't like lava is melted rock. So how you don't have the ability to melt rock. So I think it's a tie in. Um, it's a tie in to earth bending. So lava lava bending is is earth bending for the most part because you are literally transforming rock into a different element just like how you're doing it for for metal for metal itself so i can see how it ties in overall because it, it literally is just melted rock it's just in liquid form just like when if you're a waterbender um you know you can pull the moisture from the air to create water in itself. Yes. You know what? That's a whole tangent. Well, let's get back on topic. No, no, that's, I was about to say waterbending next. So with waterbending, so, I feel like you have the most you can do with waterbending. You can, you know, you can pull in moisture out of the air. You can pull in moisture out of, you know, different, you know, plants and stuff around you. You can bend the ice, but the most deadly one, which no one can really get out of, is that blood bending. Period. And that's what I'm saying. You be dangerous, you waterbending. You look, Listen, like, look. you have something to say to me, I can blend Blend, I can blend, not blend. Come on, I blend. Can, <laughs> I can, blending, I can, blending. Like, I can, like, blending everything together, yes. blending these people's. But yeah, I can bend the the water inside your blood and control you. And it's very manipulative, and it's also like controlling. And I think it's dangerous behind the wrong person, which ties into something in Legend of Korra, which we're not going to spoil because yep. I want everyone to go to watch it. But. I would say yes. I would, for me personally, I would be a waterbender. What about yourself? Honestly, I'm tied between um, between water and earth. To be honest, like I would, lo- I would love to be a waterbender. I don't mind the cold, so I can, I can stay in the cold all day. Like I, I run hot anyway. So, um, you know, I just didn't, you know, the fact that I can form ice, and you know, I can move water. I can do a water whip. <laughs> okay um you know all that type of stuff um and it's just something about water with the healing elements and everything else like that it, that's yeah healing too that's, that's that's the biggest thing is like you can actually heal people and i'm that type of person that um i'm very kind-hearted i don't like to see people hurt i don't i don't like it i hate it like i will do everything within my power just to see you smile rather than see you hurt you know what I mean? So it's just something about the healing element, and it's just so soothing. You know, you can listen to a water stream. I can have a little little water loop going on when I go to sleep. <laughs> but no, um, and then Earth is just very empowering. You know, um, it's just very empowering, and there's so much you can do. There's so much you can do, and because everything is created of literally an element of this Earth, almost everything you can pretty much control almost anything. So. Yeah, the earth, I think the earth bending, it definitely takes strength. 
to do and that's one thing that Aang had to learn in season two right um, when he was learning how to do it because he was a natural like airbender so his philosophy was to try to go around the problem to try to calm things down and Toph was like no you gotta face it head on you have to be you know strong like a rock you have to you know approach it head on so I, I think it would definitely like develop you know personality traits of like just being strong and confident and being able to face anything um, so I, 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 I like that. I, I like I like both of those. I don't think I could be I don't know if I would survive as an earth to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but it's funny, I think I can see myself going back and forth between like fire and water, which are opposites of each other, but because you know, fire is definitely energy. Um, and water brings life and I, I I've been told that I'm the energy and I'm the life of the party. You know what? <laughs> I'm just like, JK, JK, JK. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, if you had to say, um, I don't want to say that one is better than the other one, but, you know, just as of, if you had to go to one right, uh, right away and just like, you just watch it over and over, or if you can relate to, or if you enjoyed a little bit more overall, you know, between La- Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, which one would you say? Avatar The Last Airbender. Why? Hands down. Hands down. Why is that? Okay, for me, again, for, so for me, I mean, you kind of like mentioned it earlier, it, it's, in like an, it's an overall story. It's one big story lumped into different parts. And it has, for me, it's, it makes you fall in love with the characters that much more. It makes you hate the characters that much more because there are developments that you see from the beginning and it's continuous continuous growth throughout the whole entire show so it gets so big and it's just like um you ever you ever had that anticipation for something and the closer you get to it like the more like you the more anxious you get you know what i mean and it's just like you just want it to like just just be done and over with and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. but the thing is like it was done in such a way where you actually enjoyed it you know you, you enjoyed the anxiety you enjoyed be that, being at the edge of your seat you enjoyed um you know all that stuff and for me because of that and because it and because it just i guess it focused on more on the character themselves like each person had their own like character moments to where it was solely focused on them and you know their growth and their habits and everything else like that so you got a chance to fall in love with these characters whereas not saying that they didn't do it in Korra but Korra just brings a different element and again for me I'm not a political person like that and Korra was highly political um in 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 good reason in good reason like it again it's a phenomenal show don't think i'm trying to diminish it that is not the case uh it's a phenomenal phenomenal show it's just i'm just i for me i like to escape you know and have like a good storyline so i'm gonna stick to where a place where i can escape instead of something that's a little bit too real for me yeah you know what i mean like i have enough trauma living life every day walking outside so <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I would I would rather go to something that has a, like a, a type of feel where I can actually do, like disappear from whatever is surrounding me. So that's why I would go go to that one. No, I I can understand that. For me, I um, my choice is Legend of Korra, and I'm not a political person either. But I do like um, the the serious undertones of that series versus the uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. 
So, like, I compare it to, like, Marvel in the sense of, like, you have, like, phase one with all the, you know, solo movies and everything was coming out and everything was cool and stuff like that. Not, and I love the movies. You have phase two bringing out more stuff and it was still light and comical, you know, here and there. Phase three, you really start to get into the meat and vegetables of the overall, like, Infinity Saga. And that's when you start to get, like, with darker stuff. Like, Captain America Civil War, it was a serious movie. And it was my favorite movie until Black Panther came out. And the reason why is because there was a there was a real argument between, you know, Tony Stark's side and Captain America's side. And I think in a superhero genre, just having like like relatable stuff to it just made it made it more enjoyable for me um because even though there's no superheroes like that in like our world but you can actually relate to those stories and like okay i can see where it's coming from and i can relate it to like real life stuff with legend of korra i pull elements from each season and like i can relate to that i can see that happening in our world today like when season three with the red lotus trying to take over the government you know i can see i can relate that to like um you know events that happen you know with the elections or things that happened even last year with with uh, with all the black lives matter stuff happening in the world and you know yeah. i i can i can relate to that a little bit more so even though it's like an animated cartoon show i'm watching it from like an adult's perspective it's like i can understand and i can relate to this a lot more and also i love good storytelling i i love you know, I love my funny stuff. I love my comical. I love my superhero, my magic stuff. And there's a lot of stuff in it. And, you know, it's still a family show where, like, the whole family can sit down and watch it. But, you know, you know, you ever seen, like, those animated movies? Like, Disney is really good. You know, you'll watch a movie, for example, like, Wally. You can watch it. You can watch Wally as an adult and get a whole different, you know, you know, experience watching it as a child. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? So, you know, you have same thing for like Finding Nemo or like even Toy Story three. Like Toy Story three hits us. Don't. As, don't. <laughs> it's oh either, my gosh. If you grew up watching Toy Story one and two, Toy Story three came out around the time that all of us who grew up watching the first two movies was going off to college. So if you go and watch it with like little children they're gonna say oh you know it was cute it was fun it was funny it was this and that but as an adult you're sitting in the seat crying your face off right because you are andy going off to college leaving your toys behind so it's like <laughs> kiki over there she's about to have a whole moment it's all right i feel you it's okay I understand. no i see i don't want to relate see i don't want to relate to it no I, 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 like, <laughs> I, I don't i like what stories can pull in your emotions like that within reason i don't like emotion manipulation where it's just like it's just there just to make you cry or just to make you mad um but i like when there's a good story behind it so that i think for me is the reason why i i like legend of Korra just slightly more because of the serious undertones now with that being said i do agree with everything with the whole the overall story for you know uh, last airbender you know the character development i feel like in last airbender was slightly better just because you saw every character from season one episode one was a different person by the last episode of season three and I think that, you know, just just having those moments where you're like, OK, we used to hate, you know, Zuko and now we love Zuko and all that stuff like that. And, you know, you have those different things. 
but Legend of Korra, there's, there's just something about, you know, nah, those, fight, those nah. fight scenes. It's, it's, the, it's the intensity behind the, oh, just, yeah, it just giving me no, life. No, see, just, okay, see, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to pull those elements here out, then yes, the fight scenes in The Legend of Korra are epic, 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 epic. But um, again, I mean, you just said it um, yourself, just piggybacking on that. Again, the even the villain from Avatar The Last Bender was different after from episode one. Episode one? Goodness, I can't even speak. Episode one to the last episode. You know what I mean? Like, it was big. And I, I, I remember when Azula was, was introduced and you were just like, what? We, I thought we only had Zuku to deal with. I thought we only had the Fire Lords to deal with. And all of a sudden, we had somebody else that, you know, that... And even when um, when she was introduced, her character development from from start to finish is different too. You know what I mean? So I, that's what I really liked about it too. Um, you know, again, um, um, the differences between the two shows are very apparent. And um, you know, I, again, you said the first one is an overall story from beginning to end, one one goal, and you're you're working towards that goal. Whereas this one, you know, every season was something different. Um, and that's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But, you know, every season you were, you were kind of fi- figuring out, like, where are they going to go from here? What are they going to do? Da, 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 versus, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess for me, because Korra had a lot of political things in it that felt too real to me. Um, <laughs> like, hold on. First of right, all, right, I, didn't, I didn't ask you right. to, to read me my... my 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 biography is period i'm trying to watch the show to get away from all this and you trying to bring it back i'm like let me let me go over here for a second so i think uh, yeah overall that's the reason why like i prefer i i would say the payoffs in uh last airman was definitely more so there's there's overall storytelling in legend of korra too like you know you do have character development you know korra is a different person by the end of season four because she you know had to humble herself and you know learn certain things but the payoffs and uh, Last Airbender was definitely more because there were seeds planted in season one that paid off in season three. You know, even when Toph came around, there were seeds planted in season season two when she came around that was planted off, you know, played off at the end of season two or, or like season three and stuff like that as well. So, and even, even it was paid off is some stuff was paid off in Legend of Korra too. Like some stuff that was planted back then as well. So I definitely understand that. Both shows are phenomenal. I oh, def- absolutely. I definitely feel like everyone has heard of Last Airbender. Not everyone knows Legend of Korra, and my job is to get everyone to watch Legend of Korra. Oh, absolutely. If you haven't done it, please, have please, please go it, do so. Please watch it. And don't watch the movie of the what last movie. Huh? Okay. Oh, yeah, we yeah, don't, we don't yeah, know what yeah, that is. Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's honestly, that's my fear of, of because like, like when the creators backed out of that Netflix movie. Or it was a show movie. It was a show. Yeah, so, show. Yeah, so I that's 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 my. It's still coming. Either and but, I don't know. And uh, I I was telling I was telling Kiki this before, but like so one of the things they were trying to change, and we're not gonna go too much into it because is I don't want to even give them the satisfaction. <laughs> but like so, you have Aang who is twelve, and then you have Katara um, and Sokka who are brother and sister. 
Katara is 14, Sokka is 16 years old. And there's a dynamic and even character development between the two of them, but about the fact that Sokka is the oldest one and Katara is the younger out of the two. Well, one of the things they're changing in the live action Netflix is they're making Katara the oldest and they're making Sokka the younger child. And it's kind of like to one, it doesn't really make any sense because, you know, Aang likes Katara and that'll be super weird seeing, you know, that gives me um, uh, Atticus and Padme uh, type of tease. Ooh, wee. <laughs> that, that's definitely giving me, uh, you know, I was watching you since grade school and I'm your high school teacher type of tease. Like, you know, it's four years make a bigger difference than two. And I think there's there's a lot that goes along with that. They're changing too much where it doesn't make any sense. So it's like make it make sense. So we're not even going to acknowledge it. I don't even want to support it because the original creators have their own thing going on now over there on Nickelodeon and Paramount. So that's what we're going to support. Though. Yeah, it's come, it, come on. you said Nickelodeon. Come, said, come on, listen, come on, come on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. But you know they they have their own thing going over there. So that's what we're going to be checking out over there. And um, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to see? You know, we we talked about a few stuff, but you know, if you just had to wrap up a little bit, what is something that you're really looking forward to see them put out first? So you want to see a movie first you want to see a continuation what are you looking for for them to see mm. it depends on which era they're trying to the it depends on which era they're trying to do um you know if they were doing uh you know if they're doing a movie then i would say that that should probably explain a lot of the holes probably isn't they're probably not going to be able to explain everything but a lot of the holes that was you know you know, in in the sh- in both shows, you know. So you uh, want like a movie, like you was talking about before, in between stuff. Yeah. Just well, uh, I mean, I, per- I would prefer I would prefer a TV show to explain all that again because gotcha. I, I think there was a lot. There's a lot in in between. But if they were supposed to put out something next, I think it should be a movie, um, just to see if they can like, w- you know, what what if what if it was something like you know the introduction of the Red Lotus, you know what I mean, like something like that to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That'll be so dope. So they did say they they did say like spinoff stuff. So like the uh, introduction of Red Lotus could be a whole spinoff TV show or a whole spinoff movie where it's obviously still in the world and it has like references to stuff, but it's its own thing. That'd be real dope. So I want to do that. I also want to see. Um, I really wish they would go going even further back than just um, you know like from what we've seen so far or the or the in betweens. I want to see how uh, Roku was and how. Um, uh, uncle was back in the day in their prime because they I mean they touched on him a little bit but I want to see like uncle's son how that happened how he fell um, because you know he was one of the most powerful generals and all of a sudden he just wants to drink tea I mean I can't blame the dude you know he's slipping out and drinking tea I'm pretty sure it had a little bourbon in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it probably had something, something in it. In it had something in it. But also for I him, roll. you know, I roll, there we go. Yeah. To become of uh to become a part of the Red Lotus and how he, you know, developed that, how he developed his skills. Um, even seeing, you know, with him versus um, you know, the Fire Lord, Fire Lord Ozai, and seeing their dynamic, also seeing what happened to Zuko's mother, because they hit it, but at the same time they didn't. Like, yeah. There's a lot of holes in that story. We don't know if she's alive or, or she's dead, dead or like again. There's a lot of holes mm. in that story, and I feel like that's one of the stories that was never actually resolved in in uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. Um, 
So if they can do like a like a backstory, not even a mini series because there's there's too much going on. But like from when you know Kyoshi transitioned to when, um, to when Roku became Avatar, they kind of showed that a little bit when he was told he was gonna be the new Avatar. But um, just from that transition, moving on forward to make, um, I don't know, just the little intricate intricate details in between to try to figure out you know just kind of just try to learn that era a lot more as well not just like you know with every single one but the kiyoshi idea is definitely dope i i i wholeheartedly agree with that yeah i need, um, a, I need a whole tv show for kiyoshi yeah, period period and then um you know i don't just look like other things too like i kind of want to see um how they're going to integrate it to like today's world you know um just a little bit because you know with the with the jump between ang's world to republic city to you know it kind of modernized a lot of things in that era mm -hmm. so i kind of want to see how they're going to jump ahead to the next the next avatar too so i'm excited to see what they're going to do and the fact that the original creators are involved with this and they are you know putting this content out that's what i'm most excited about because they know how to pull their stuff off because the movie that shall not never be mentioned. I saw what you're talking about. Um, you know, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. And I don't want another failed operation. Well, it sounds like it is gonna be another failed operation, but like either way. Either way. You yeah. know, I, you know what? Let me take that back. I don't wish failure on anybody. I really don't. But at the same time. It's 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 bound to happen. Like it's it's so crazy. Like I just yeah, I definitely feel you. I would love to see um even like when Aang was first born and seeing like the Fire Nation actually take over and stuff like that. You know, that'll sort of like end on like a on like a like a somber or like a, a bad note just because the Fire Nation actually took over. Um, I don't want to see the Air Nation get wiped out, but, you know, I think that'll be a little bit more. Th there's a lot of stuff that happened in those hundred years, too. Right. A lot of people lost faith in the Avatar because he wasn't around. Right. Um, and I definitely feel you like there was 70 years between the events of that happened at the end of uh, the last airbender to versus where Korra is a teenager. Um, so I would love to see little stuff like that. But yeah, I feel like the next avatar would be a little bit more modernized because it's like they start to develop cars and they start to develop stuff like that. So like I would like to see like a modern a modern esque avatar. Um, I would love to see backstory between you know, Toph and her her two children. I want to see how oh, absolutely the I don't I forgot the name of the the city, but the the city made out of metal. Oh, uh, 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 ooh, ooh, and it's an easy name too. Yeah, so like while she was while she was looking at it, I wanted to see how that city is developed because that's a whole thing. Um, why you know Toph ended up where she ended up at. Um, so there's there's a lot of stuff that they left open for us to explore, and I hope that with these with this new uh, development of Avatar Studios, we do get a lot of those uh questions answered or even more questions are developed and we go a lot of places with that as well yeah it's uh zaofu zaofu yeah zaofu yeah so there you guys have it um we there's no announcements of anything yet like i said they just announced itself that avatar studio was is being developed and is pretty much there and they haven't really announced any properties yet but i'm pretty sure once they announce anything uh, miss kiki grace is gonna fire herself back on the movie bugle and we're gonna talk about it period you already know <laughs> 
But yeah, I would like to give a special shout out. Thank you, Kiki, for coming on this episode and talking about Avatar with Thank me. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. And uh, you guys, like I said, she's the one who makes all, she mixes a lot of my podcasts too. And she's the one who makes the music for us. So I shout out to her. She's a dope producer. I listen to her stuff on SoundCloud and yeah. Uh, yeah, all the good stuff. But you can find the movie Bugle on Instagram at the movie Bugle, my Twitter at the movie Bugle. You know, please like and share. I release an episode every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And until next time, I will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.